0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor PG Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues his series in the Gospel of Matthew with this sermon entitled Popular Christianity, preached on January 29, 1995. Now, if you have your Bible, please turn to Matthew chapter 16. 16th chapter of the Gospel according to Saint Matthew, beginning with verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. In fact, in the Greek it says, may God have mercy on you that this may never happen to you. I want to speak to you briefly about the popular Christianity, painless Christianity. Lord of Christianity in this country Belongs to this variety. And it is a Christianity that is offered to people so that they can live a life without pain, without troubles, without suffering. But I say that that is not Christianity. A Christianity that says that God forgives your sins. Go and live a successful, prosperous, painless, troubleless life. That is not true Christianity. So notice in the 21st verse, Jesus Christ explains the implication of this good confession. Peter just made that Jesus is the Christ the son of the living God and yet he doesn't understand that is Peter doesn't understand fully what that confession really meant to him Christ meant the disappearance of troubles you can see in his mind a political Messiah who will bring about the triumph of Israel he simply cannot understand how can this Messiah suffer many things and be killed suffer many things at the hands of the Sanhedrin, the leaders of Israel. There is a contradiction in this. Christ should suffer, be killed. And so, Jesus Christ explains, yes, you made a good confession that I am the Christ, the Son of God, And certainly that's what I am. But I want to explain to you the implication of that divine revelation into the nature of my person. I will be killed. But you see, you and I do not like this idea of suffering. You and I do not like this idea of pain. You and I do not like the idea of the cross. The moment you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. At that moment Jesus Christ gives you a cross. That you must bear all the days of your life. If you are truly a Christian. When Jesus was tempted in the fourth chapter of St. Matthew, Satan tempted him, and we are told in the eighth verse of chapter four, again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. The temptation consisted in offering Jesus Christ a life, a way of life by which he could avoid suffering. He could avoid the cross. He could avoid pain. He could avoid performing the will of his father which included suffering. In fact, God sent his son for the singular purpose that he may die, that he may ransom his people by his death. And now, Saint Peter Becomes an organ of Satan. And he takes Jesus Christ aside. And he rebukes him. The idea here is Peter knows best. And Peter's knowledge is to have a life without suffering. He says, may God have mercy on you. That this thing that you said you must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the hands of the Sanhedrin and be killed and be raised alive. He says, may God have mercy upon you that this thing may never, never happen to you. This is the temptation in the life of every Christian. Painless, Christianity. The Christianity that will make you prosperous, healthy, wealthy. Everything will go right the moment you become a Christian. And it is offered such painless Christianity. It is offered everywhere in this country particularly. Because as Americans... We have an aversion to anything that is painful. And people will crowd to listen to somebody who will massage us. And who will give us a way of life. Which is devoid of suffering. Jesus turned and said to Peter. Get behind me Satan. Satan any gospel that takes away the cross is a gospel from Satan. Any gospel that offers you a life in this world that is without pain and persecution and suffering is not the true gospel. It comes from the pit. It comes from Satan. A lot of people Who accepted this type of gospel. They are surprised. When they face temptations and trials and persecutions. But look at St. Paul. In the book of Galatians. Chapter 5. St. Paul says this. Chapter 5 and verse 11. Brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision. Meaning false gospel. Preaching circumcision means false gospel. Why am I still being persecuted? If I am preaching circumcision, everybody will love me. The world will love me. Judaism will welcome me. But he says here, in that case... The offense of the cross has been abolished. Paul refuses to preach a gospel. That is false gospel. A gospel that is minus the cross. He says, no, I am still preaching the gospel of grace. And it is for that reason I am being persecuted. let turn to chapter 6. And verse 12 of Galatians. Those who want to make a good impression outwardly are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. That is false gospel. Any gospel that avoids persecution... Avoid suffering. is a false gospel. Because there is no offense in it anymore. And Paul will not please men. Paul will not preach a gospel. That is the gospel of circumcision. Which everybody likes. Salvation by work. No, he says... I am preaching the true gospel and therefore I am being persecuted. The fact I am suffering authenticates the gospel. And so here it is. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. It is Satan that tells us you can be a Christian without pain without suffering without persecution and notice Jesus says in verse 26 what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul and I think Jesus is harking back to his own temptation in which the devil showed him all the splendors Of the kingdoms of this world. And said you can have it. I will grant it to you. I can give you a life. In which you do not have to go to the cross. And die. Don't you like that? You and I will like that. But let me tell you. It wouldn't be gospel. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? You can have the whole world and be damned. That's what it says. May God help us to listen to that gospel that is authentic. A gospel into which the cross is built in. So that I as a preacher doesn't have to apologize when Christians meet with pain and suffering because I want to tell them ahead of time as Jesus Christ did in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Luke And verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple, he said. And I ask you, and I ask me this evening, that we examine our life and see what type of a gospel did we receive Was it a popular gospel? A painless gospel? A gospel that promised prosperity, wealth, and health, and no pain at all? Then let me tell you, it is false gospel. It is a gospel of circumcision. It is a gospel from the pit. It is a gospel Satan himself appreciates. But the real gospel is different So Jesus says, in Matthew 16, and beginning with verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. Notice verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples what? That he must go to Jerusalem our Lord had to go to Jerusalem and suffer and die because it was God's determinate purpose. And he refused to yield to the temptation of Satan. And now Jesus explains in verse 24, not only I must go to Jerusalem and bear the cross and be hung on the cross, But if you are a disciple, you must also take up the cross. Anyone who would come after me, he must deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. Let me tell you, the moment you are apprehended by Jesus Christ. And that moment you are given your cross... That you will be hated by the world. And persecuted by the world. It is a gospel of grace. It is a gospel of glorious salvation. But it is also. On a short term basis. A gospel of pain and suffering. And so he says. You must. There is no option. There is no option. You cannot make up your mind. To take up the cross or not. It is part and parcel. Of a disciple's life. You must. Deny yourself. Completely. In the Greek. Totally. Be willing. To hate your life. To lose your life. In this world. I don't want to be a Christian. In order to become popular in this world. I know that Jesus Christ has given me eternal life. Fear not him who kills your body. But fear him who kills your body and soul. Jesus Christ saved me. And he has given me eternal life. And nobody can take it away from me. The world can kill me. But I'll be raised up. On that day by the mighty power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so you must lose your life. That you may gain it in the kingdom of God. And if you go to the book of Galatians. You find a good commentary of that section of scripture. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. St. Paul says this, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. I did not accept Christianity in order that, that I may avoid pain, suffering, preserve my life in this world. He says, I no longer live. I'm not seeking my glory and my pleasure and my welfare in this world. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. So Jesus says. He must deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. The world will treat you as he treated me. And you have no right to expect any other kind of treatment by the world. If you are a true Christian. You will not be surprised. By the pain and the suffering and the problems because we are Christians for whoever wants to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for me will find it when he comes in his father's glory with angels he will raise us up In that day. That is Christianity. I did not trust Jesus Christ. To get better grade. And better wife, And better health. And better anything. I trusted Jesus Christ. For my eternal salvation. See what Peter was saying. When he said. May God have mercy on you Christ. May this never happen to you. May you never go to the cross and be crucified and killed. Do you know what he was saying? He was damning himself. Because there is no salvation for anyone. Unless Jesus Christ dies on the cross. And this man spoke ignorantly, stupidly. The cross is the heart of Christianity. Let's look at John's Gospel, chapter 3. And there, Jesus Christ speaks. The 14th verse. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, saw the Son of Man, what must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Eternal life. Peter you cannot have eternal life unless I be lifted up on the cross and Peter I tell you you must bear the cross therefore I want to tell you do not look for short term benefits do not look for the world to glorify you And make you great. The world will glorify their own. I am not looking for the world. To say nice things about me. The world must hate me. If I am a Christian. But let me tell you. What I am looking for. Jesus says in verse 27. For the son of man is going to come. In his father's glory. With his angels. And then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I'm not waiting for the world to say nice things about me. To promote me. To glorify me. I am waiting for my Lord Jesus Christ to come again. And in that day he will glorify me. Hallelujah! And so I offer you not a painless Christianity, not a popular Christianity, not a troubleless Christianity. I offer you a Christianity which demands that you hate your life, that demands that you must take your cross, that you must lose your life. And, but I also promise to you, you shall find it. Hallelujah! Let us pray, Heavenly Father. We pray that you help us to pay attention to the gospel as it is proclaimed by you in your holy word. Deliver us, O oh God, from a popular, painless, troubleless Christianity. Help us, O oh God, to believe that authentic Christianity. Knowing that I am in Christ. that I am secure. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. That no death nor life shall ever separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. A Christianity that looks forward to the coming of our glorious Christ. In all his power to rule and reign in this world. We trust in you, O Christ, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen.